This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Praveen Kumar ji, a development professional and a trainer. Hi Praveen, welcome. Hi George, nice to be on your show. So Praveen, uh, you are a development professional. What actually prompted you to get into the development space? Yeah, so when I was uh, growing up uh, as a in, in during my childhood, uh, I did study in uh, St Joseph's uh, Uh, school uh, in bangalore and uh, it was around that time in my 11th standard in bangalore we still call it uh, puc so puc first year wherein i met with one of my professor who talked about uh, masters in social work and uh, he did by passingly mention in the class uh, saying that you know this is one opportunity that uh, you know we could explore so it was just by by pass he mentioned and uh, obviously at that time we didn't know what uh, msw was um and and what it entailed but he only said that yes it is something where you work with people and you serve people so that that was the first kind of uh, introduction i had but uh, yeah when i heard about masters in social work and and being visually impaired and having the opportunity to study and be educated i really thought that is something i could explore you've been in the uh, development space for more than two decades so what are the different issues related to development that you've been involved with yeah i've been working on a range of issues um primarily focusing on working with uh, vulnerable groups uh, women children uh, farmers marginalized groups tribals uh, scheduled caste communities uh, rural uh, people young people and and so on uh, and my primary focus has always been to ensure that uh, vulnerable groups marginalized people have access to basic services like health education livelihoods social security and so on and uh, across this i uh, look at how people with disabilities uh, are included and also get the opportunity to um, have access but also become more aware about uh, development programs and services you've uh, traveled uh, a fair bit and you've seen a fair bit of india uh, now you talked about these various issues uh, that uh, you've been uh, engaged with so uh, according to you what is the status meaning uh, is it um, far away from what is desired or um, there is hope uh, george it's a bit of both because um, we see in in the country um, across different states uh, there's a huge uh, divide urban and rural and more so in both uh, locations like poverty issues of poverty are there there is structural inequality and uh, even now there are challenges that people do face in accessing healthcare services education and uh, employment so these are the kind of basic uh, uh, requirements that uh, we as human beings have so it, that challenge still lies but 
having said that there is hope because there are a lot of uh, schemes there are a lot of programs and uh, i believe that awareness uh, is still lacking amongst a uh, large number of population uh, particularly in the tribal uh, belt and also in, uh, in 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 urban areas where people do not have access to uh, information or digital technology and so on so so that's where we we still see that gap but there is a hope where civil society organizations are doing their bit corporate now we have corporate social responsibility uh, we also have um, international organizations working so there is definitely a hope and opportunity uh, in enabling people to understand what their rights are and what they require um, and how they are able to access some of these services and programs praveen uh, if you were given the uh, power to to transform india uh, what are the three first things that you would do so one is uh, definitely enhance uh, accessibility for people with disabilities so that includes uh, in all arena you know we we know that there are a lot of challenges even now uh, when we are talking about digital india and so on how we do struggle in accessing various uh, platforms uh, apps or websites so definitely the um, communication access is one and also the physical access in terms of mobility so uh, that's that's definitely going to be top one uh, the second is talk about more uh, equitable distribution of uh, resources and services for uh looking at taking at taking into consideration gender and disability and other vulnerabilities uh, in terms of uh, as i said accessing basic services like health education livelihoods and the third uh, one is also um more empower uh, communities at the grassroots level so that they have a greater say at the gram panchayat level or the gram sabha level so that uh, you know the dream of uh, a bottom up uh, approach comes in terms of uh, budgeting and uh, implementing development programs if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iwe national toll free helpline number 1800532045 The number is one eight zero zero five three two zero four six nine. You've also, in the course of your professional work, travelled extensively in countries in Africa. Uh, what has your experience been? Has it been very different from what happens in India, or uh, that's been different? it's been totally different uh, george i mean many countries are much more behind than where we are um, and uh, mainly because of the resources the lack of resources and the uh, uh, opportunities that are there so uh, uh, and and they are also picking up like i know in zambia uh, there are networks of youth with disabilities uh, kenya across uh, uganda and uh, ethiopia as well so there are different uh, networks of uh, people with disabilities that are emerging and uh, there are civil society organizations also who are uh, working but uh, the big challenge is access to uh, assistive devices which are very expensive in those countries um, we don't uh, have um, you know services 
like uh, you know surgeries or uh, you know taking uh, people to uh, for for you know the other uh, you know when you do refractive correct- corrections for eyes or you do um, you know the other surgeries for eyes in particular so those services are also uh, uh, very few so th- that again becomes a challenge and the uh, ignorance and uh, the sympathetic approach is much more higher um is there in india as well i'm not saying it's not but in some of the countries it's very higher so for example uh, someone who has uh, albinism uh, is considered uh, you know being unworthy or even uh, linked to witchcraft and and so on so they're literally thrown out of the house or they're killed and and so on so it's it's worse in some of the cases uh, in parts of africa so as a blind uh, professional uh, working in africa what were your challenges um while while traveling george i mean there are challenges uh, but as i said if you keep on counting the challenges you know it becomes multiple so you know one one should not look at the challenges but look at what are the solutions and you know every, we just move on because everyone has challenges so let's let's take that uh, you know as given because as human beings we all whether we are disabled or non disabled we do have challenges but uh, if you keep counting them uh, you know it, it's just uh, it gets stacked up and you know heat keeps on going but how do we overcome those challenges um, yeah so like for anyone uh, who's traveling to some parts of uh, i wouldn't say all parts of africa but some parts like you know if you go uh, to places like kenya and uh, ethiopia and so on so there there may be issues of security um that's for everyone um and if you're a if you're an individual from a foreign country in in a country uh, always you know you're looked upon as a foreigner and definitely you know uh, there are eyebrows raised and you know people look at you um, as 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 an expat so you need to be careful and uh, yeah so i haven't faced any uh, any untoward incidents that should but uh, yeah one i'm always uh, cautious about where i'm going and what i'm doing who i'm who i'm moving around with and uh, so on so yeah it's it's overall it's been a wonderful experience and uh, i uh, i do love uh, to travel and meet people and i've uh, worked with even district uh, offices in uh, some of these countries and different organizations so it's quite quite an interesting journey so far uh, you've also been a trainer uh, what made you get into training and what's the kind of training that you have been doing and whom have you been doing training with yeah so as i said george uh, you know uh, building awareness and uh, changing people's attitude behavior towards disability has been my passion for the last 20 years and that's the reason why i did my masters in social work as well um, and i thought training was is an opportunity and is a way that uh, one can influence uh, people and uh, bring about uh, behavioral change so yeah i've been doing training on diversity equity and inclusion and in india i've trained uh, government uh, officials uh, un agencies uh, wide number of civil society organizations and even corporates and uh, currently i do trainings internationally and in, across different countries on social inclusion and gender and uh, i find uh, that more uh, satisfaction satisfactory and uh, very convincing where you know one is able to influence people to look at disability from a mainstream and a development perspective 
you also have uh, was sharing with me some time ago that uh, you're interested in traveling and especially historical places uh, is it uh, an interest in history that you have yeah, it's it started basically i'm a student of history and i love history um, of uh, uh, countries or history history of uh, uh, you know the local context so uh, that 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 love for history took me to visit a couple of places when i was studying in bangalore so i used to visit mysore and hampi and those kind of places and started enjoying the 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 ambience and the feel of uh, the places so people did ask me many a times and even now they do ask me that you're blind why do you visit those places what do you get out of it you know you can't see the structure you can't see the uh the the scenery or the beauty of that place i said it's not about that but uh, it's more about how we sense that particular location and uh, how we are able to cherish that moment and that ambience uh, by being there uh, it's something which i like and uh, most of the places george if you if uh, we as blind people visit we are also allowed to touch you know if we, if we mysore palace i remember uh when i went to, to the palace uh, one of my friend who was guiding me um you know he asked the the security guard that can i touch those uh, those arm arms and uh, uh, those 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 portraits he said yes you can uh, so you know it was a great experience and uh, in most uh, places now also they have guide uh, you know where you can take a guide and the guide can describe you that particular um, image what is there but also they would say what is the history about that particular uh, place so for example it largely happens in uh, uh, places like konark uh, and other locations where you know i visited so th- those are also very uh, nice in terms of uh, enjoying that particular moment and time in history so it's not just about seeing the things but it's also it's an experience which is yes. beyond beyond seeing right yes yes and i also went up uh, alps once when i was in uh, switzerland i went up uh, interlaken and uh, jungfrau uh, with the uh, with a couple of my friends and uh, the 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 fun of going there and experiencing that uh, and also climbing that uh, you know <laughs> i see uh, kind of a cap uh, mountain cap was fun you know you have to hold the rope and climb and you know and and obviously there are friends around who describe what is uh, there and what what view they are uh, seeing so you get a you get a uh, image in your head uh, pravin you've been uh, kind of widely traveled and uh, one of the things even in india when you travel uh, you know you experience different cultures uh different foods uh so uh, uh tell us a little bit about how you respond to this diversity yeah <laughs> yeah we are a country of diversity and um, as i said i am from south and now i live in the north i live in uh, uh, ncr and um, in uh, so so in in the south the total ambience is different where Uh, as you said food you know you you get idli dosa and those kind of stuff and also you go to the local local hotels and places and it's fun you know it's just fun going around and even sometimes i go alone as well i just go and you know have a, a bite of uh, idli and coffee and come in one of those uh, you know st- stand out eateries and uh, stuff so it's it's uh, really enjoyable and when i travel to other places also i do explore uh, as i said i like meeting people i like understanding cultures uh, 
people also invite me for dance uh, programs. Uh, like, you know, whenever I used to go to Burneshwar, I, I did go for dance programs and uh, then enjoy the local heart uh, where they sell different cu curios and mementos and stuff and understand that particular uh, perspective. Again, when you come to Gujarat and Maharashtra, uh, that's a total different kind of uh, uh, ambience where you get bada pao and <laughs> those kind of things. But uh, people are largely people are friendly everywhere. Uh, but yeah, you need to be sensitive to their culture and their uh, uh, their you know ethos. But at the same time, be polite and you know kind of uh, ask help whenever required. So if you're shy, um, it's it's not for you. I mean, one can't travel if you're shy. You need to. Um, keep asking if you need help. So that's something what I learned uh, at a very young age. You've been traveling fearlessly and confidently uh, across the country, internationally. What is your one-point strategy for this? Yeah, George, uh, looking back, I think uh, if I, I need to be organized. I think that's what I learned. So being organized and uh, knowing what I'm going to do and being confident about that really helps. So in all my travels, one thing always comes to my help is that I'm organized because, you know, we, those days, you know, now, now we are, we have the mobile and, you know, we can show, flash out the e-ticket and so on. But those days, yeah, if you're traveling, make sure that the uh, ticket is printed and you know which ticket is which because I might have three tickets in my, uh, you know, bag and I wouldn't know which one is one. So maybe... Uh, just Braille index them or, you know, those kind. And then how managing money, for example. So uh, in India, it's fine. But when I travel abroad, you know, which currency I'm carrying. So you be aware about that. Um, be aware about the local context uh, where I'm going. So if I'm traveling to Koraput, I definitely need to know. Uh, Koraput is in Orissa, India. So I need to know what are the local situation. Is there any local disturbances there and so on. So and what are the train uh, journey, train distance, time, what time will I reach? I don't want to reach there in the middle of the night when there's nobody to pick me up from the station. So all of that. Uh, uh, the last one is uh, be excited. I mean, every travel every every travel is exciting for me. So even if I've been there before, so even tomorrow you tell me go to Bhuvaneshwar, that will definitely be uh, an exciting journey for me. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in So, uh, you've uh, been blind since birth, I believe. Uh, what was the cause? Is it some kind of genetic issue or is that something that uh, happened at birth? Yes, George. Uh, it's uh, hereditary. My father was blind and uh, I am. I have retinitis pigmentosa, uh, which was de detected very early stage. Um, when I was young, I could see a little bit, just shadows, and it went down gradually uh, as I grew up. So while you were studying, uh, you said that you had studied at St. Joseph's School. Uh, what was the kind of uh, ecosystem that uh, supported you or uh, helped you along? Yeah, one, I would say the, uh, the teachers and the principal had the mindset to, uh, you know, open the doors for a blind child. I think that was the beginning step. And 
uh, I would say that was the end step as well because that was a very big thing. That was a very big thing. This was way back in the 80s. And uh, then they, uh, they did uh, ensure that uh, I would always sit in the first row in the classroom so that I could follow the lessons. Uh, they did ensure that the notes, uh, my friends would provide me with the notes and I would take it back. And my mother did play a major role in reading those notes for me um, every day. Uh, we used to record that on cassette and I used to listen to that. Um, and uh, in exams, uh, they made sure that uh, there was a scribe who could uh, write for me as well. So yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, things that they uh, did uh, in, in terms of uh, making it inclusive. A lot of uh, visually impaired people uh, complain that, uh, you know, when they are in the school, uh, opportunities to be part of the extracurricular scenario of the school is very limited. What was your experience? It was a challenge, George. And uh, I remember going into, uh, you know, the uh, physical training class, what's called as PT class. Yeah. And uh, that was it because uh, I did uh, try to participate in the uh, lunch break with my friends, uh, <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to um, play cricket, like, you know, maybe throw the ball or something, but it didn't work, you know, honestly, it didn't work. So I was definitely left out on that. But there are other avenues where I did participate in the, um, in the uh, mimicry session, you know, these cultural, other cultural activities. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, you do a mimicry show or uh, you do a, uh, you enact, you impersonate someone, you, uh, you know, you may sing a song. Um, so different, uh, those kind of activities I was engaged in. And they also made sure that I participated in the uh, annual drill sessions and all. Only when it was uh, uh, the certain drills which had, uh, where you have to use a torch with a fire, they said, no, you know, we, we can't risk it. So, and, and that's, that's absolutely, you know, acceptable because... Uh, you know, I don't want to risk my life <laughs> with a, uh, you know, flame. <laughs> when it came to employment, did you get a job easily or uh, uh, you had to kind of knock several doors? Yeah, it was uh, fairly easy, I would say, uh, because uh, after I did my master's in uh, social work, I, uh, um, I decided I'll work uh, with uh, organizations and... Uh, that time, you know, ActionAid had uh, come up with with this uh, development traineeship program, and uh, I had applied and uh, I got in. Uh, it was it was uh, quite uh, a smooth uh, kind of transition. So, uh, but 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 you know, one question which always uh, I think is the, the 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 fact that they had in mind was, and in the interview they would ask me was, Praveen, can you travel? Because <laughs> the nature of job. Entailed a lot of travel. You know, you had to go to the villages. You had to form. Uh, you had to form several groups of women. You had to go interiors uh, and 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 build uh, capacity or or spread awareness on issues. And and that was the nature of the job. So they asked me invariably, Praveen, can you travel? And they asked this, uh, you know, two three times. And 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 they they also uh, ensured that. Uh, I was uh, capable and I, I liked traveling. So I think that came to my benefit as well. So mobility is very critical in uh, employment. Uh, yeah, in, 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 a, in a role like mine, definitely. But I know people who, who, blind people, who can do office jobs. See, I'm passionate about traveling and I'm passionate about development. So, you know, both kind of merged and intertwined. And uh, I enjoyed uh, working and traveling. And this might not be the case for everyone because people 
blind people I know, uh, they don't like traveling. So, you know, I know, I know uh, a blind person who's, who's a good friend of mine. He teaches. He said, no, that's not for me. I, I want to teach. And he's fine with that. So it's individual's choices. Yeah, I guess uh, every blind person is unique and uh, distinct and uh, they have their own passions and that's what, and that's true with everybody. True. So tell me a little bit about your family, Praveen, meaning um, uh, I believe you're married. Uh, yes, I'm married and uh, uh, I have a son. He's uh, 10 years old and uh, he's in class by now. So uh, we enjoy life. I mean, I always say this to people that I enjoy life uh, like anybody else. You know, when 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 you live life uh, in the in the mainstream and you travel and you meet people and you uh, go through various experiences, uh, I think it was you who told me once that there are a lot of uh, funny situations that happen, comedy comic situations. Uh, have you been through any of these comic sessions, uh, situations in life? Yeah, I mean, every day there is something or the other, George. <laughs> uh, I mean, as I said, you know, if we if we take something as uh, you know as a problem, it it becomes a it becomes a problem. You know, it keeps lingering in your mind and heart. But if you take that with a small you know humor, uh, then you know things will be totally uh, different. So let me give you a small example. You know, one of my neighbor. Uh, is a very senior person. So he asked me, you work, uh, you know, I, I see you going out to the office, coming back and you're very active. You must be getting a salary. You know, see that, that point, it's actually hurting you. Okay. He's, yeah. he's, he's kind of undermining you, but I didn't take it that way. I said, okay, it's, it's funny that he's asking me this question. So I turned around back to him and said, so how do you think I manage my uh, family? You know, I have my bills to pay. I have, uh, you know, different things. And you, you, you are seeing me every day. So he said, ah, yes, no, I can understand. You must be getting a salary. So, you know, you put it around and, you know, kind of uh, just get it out there as a, a you know, humorous thing. So it's sorted. In fact, a lot of these questions are asked out of ignorance and not yes. really, not with the intent to hurt. Yeah, but but many people do get hurt out of it. You know, they do get hurt. Yeah, because uh, you know, traveling so much, you know, people do ask me strange questions, and particularly in the train. You know, when you're when you're sitting in that coupe with uh, you know strangers, and they they just see you using your braille watch or your smartwatch, and oh, okay, how do you do this? Okay, oh, okay, and then how do you uh, how do you know uh, where to get down? How to how do you uh, use the washroom here in the train. How do you go, get to that particular uh, point, and, and so on. So, you know, sometimes it's a bit irritating, but I feel that you know it's not because they are ignorant, and it's our responsibility to educate them and you know uh, sensitize them on issues of disability. Right, uh, Praveen. It's been wonderful, kind of uh, uh, interacting with you and uh, talking about life and uh, issues that you've been engaged with, grappling with. Thank you for the time and uh, wish you the very best. Thank you, George. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to be uh, interviewed and uh, speaking on this platform. So uh, thanks a lot. This podcast was brought to you by SCORE Foundation. Yeah, Roshni, 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 Roshni,